This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn! Oh, we've got horny witches here, everybody. (laughs) Just one. Just the one. Yeah, sometimes Caldwell goes so big that I just peter out silently. (laughs) We've got two shy witches and one horny witch, y'all. I'm your Dungeon Master Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Honk, honk, fish. Going with it. Okay, getting worse every week. We're not even saying our names anymore. Uh, Emily Axford. Via Bonkinia. Keeper of a cozy train, a hungry blade, and baby bangs. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Justin, okay? Just so judgmental from this time. <laughs> Better behaved than Jake, to be sure. Uh, and then, of course, Caldwell Tanner. Ooh, zonk for vonk, persnickety nope. mixer of ridiculous elixirs. Okay. <laughs> The rhyme was really sort good. of made up for uh, you saying your name incorrectly. <laughs> Just trying to get to net zero, perfect neutral. <laughs> I guess it's true. I should have, maybe the reason that you didn't care about mine so much is I should have said funk bonkinia. I now, love see, that. Yes, yes, yes. This is where I went wrong. That is what you were missing. <laughs> in, case, in case you've decided to start the show off uh, in episode like four or five, just know that these aren't the characters' names. This is a new <laughs> inside joke where they don't introduce themselves yeah. Correctly, uh, I'm going to drop the rhymes and just say funk punk Dina from now on. <laughs> okay, we uh, want the funk. Okay, <laughs> oh. get that funk. Uh, let's go ahead and do a little recap. Uh, so last time you visited the crypt of the Fenrose family and met the ghost of the Baron's father, Sebastian Fenrose. He expressed anger that Sadie Bellwater's bones were buried in his family's crypt, and even more anger that his bones were stolen. 
After several failed attempts to possess you, he finally succeeded with Henry, just as you were about to summon the spirit of Sadie through a ritual. The possessed Henry disturbed Sadie's remains, causing her to rise as the broken heart banshee and attack. Fia and Zerk managed to pull off the ritual mid-battle and succeeded in weakening the spirit, and together, the three of you managed to defeat her and free her spirit from the curse. The ghost of Sadie Bellwater revealed to you that she had not been killed by bandits, but by Fergus Whitlock of the Rooks. She also revealed that Sib witnessed her murder and later returned her necklace to her body. You all made a promise to bury Sadie in a spot where she could see the sunset, as well as to avenge her and bring justice to Fergus Whitlock. And that is where you are now. Okay, so Spritel, um, just... Want a point of clarification. If we somehow don't manage to kill Fergus, just spitballing, what would happen to us? Uh, Zerk, uh, you see uh, Spritle begins to just kind of buzz and glow green. You know Spritle can't really talk, um, but you mm-hmm. do hear uh, Bookfar pipe up and he goes, well, it is known that um, if one is to break a pact witnessed by a Sprite, then you would be confronted by some type of more powerful fairy who would um, mm. probably menace you oh, until okay. you either managed to complete your task or the fairy managed to uh, destroy you. Okay. Like I, a lady cool. of the forest or Vodianoi of the lake. So, uh, something yeah. like that. I don't want to be menaced. Mm. Or just like a bigger fairy with a hammer or something like that. Could be a fairy with a hammer. Okay. All right, so if we fuck this up, Spritel's going to call his big brother and beat us up with a hammer. <laughs> so should we get out of this bone hole, or is there anything else we need to do here? Just to, I, I will take, um, once again, remove the binding from my breast and wrap up the bones of Sadie Bellwater. Wow. Henry, you did a number on these bones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, that, that was Sebastian, uh, not me. <laughs> oh, can I, can I cast mending on the bones to try and make them look a little more uh, like, yeah, sure. presentable? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you you take you take a minute. Um, you cast mending on the bones, um, and you can't. You guys can't carry around like a full skeleton. So uh, the I best will you then could... uh, I will then ritual cast tensor's floating disc. It carries five hundred pounds. I create a little disc to <laughs> escort Amazing. a little podium, like a little <laughs> Miss America podium. A little bone trolley. Can yes. I hop on this disc? My my low back is hurting after that battle. How much I, do you weigh? Before you do real quick, step on this scale. Okay, you must I, be this much to ride. 158. That's I'm a very average weight. Wow, Tensor's <laughs> floating scale. I've never seen this spell cast before. <laughs> okay, you can all get on. Zerk, you as well too. Me, I prefer to run. Actually, I can't get on it, so... Oh, this is maybe the only way we're going to keep up with you. So, <laughs> I was I was expecting you guys to have to organize this almost like you're cleaning up a Lego set and having like the different pieces and different bags. Um, but you just have a skeleton on a floating bone trolley now. Um, Can we say that the the podium looks like it's made of bones as well? Uh, sure. Creepy as fuck. Um, yeah, you've Spooky. got a um, bony platform carrying Henry, who is uh, rubbing his lumbar. We all know has lumbar problems. Can I give for Henry a little prow or a masthead of bones so he feels like he is in a little boat? 
that would be really nice. And if we could do a little bone stool at the front with uh, with low back support. Ooh, that's nice. I'll make ergonomic bones for you, Henry. <laughs> Just a better spine I'm sitting on. Henry floats through the air on this bone boat um, as the rest of you um, exit the catacombs. As you get back to... Uh, where you had put the gates down and stuff, you see that the skeletons here that had been trying to get through that you guys had trapped uh, have deanimated. You know that during reaping season, it's not uncommon for things like zombies or skeletons to rise, but they often require the power of like a ghost or something like that. Hmm. Like there's almost like um, hot spots of evil power. And, um, mm. and right now have, there is not one this here. Is 5G. We have remedied one, so we don't need to worry about placing these bones in places they cannot reanimate. I mean, they could reanimate someday, but um, it's unlikely. Can in we? The case oh, of this say- is what we'll do. Let's take all their bows. <laughs> so if they reanimate, they can't shoot people. Uh, so you guys uh, open this gate. Uh, you're able to reach through or like use a mage hand. Um, get back into the catacombs. Uh, you go and place the bones back kind of um, where you assume they would go, but there's no there's no <laughs> clear guide uh, to where they would go. Um, Zerk and I both have identified that we can cast this ritual so we can find out exactly which bones are which, I would Oh, think. yeah. We're pulling up like a family history scroll. <laughs> We're doing 23 and me for these bones. How long does it, how long does it take to cast a spell as a ritual? 10, Ten minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's say, what do we say? There's probably like 16 skeletons here um so you guys both take uh, a couple of hours i got nothing but time nowhere to be <laughs> and I, uh, henry you just take a load off we'll we'll handle this i uh i do like a quick little uh hand gesture to turn bookvar into a word search book for henry <laughs> oh this is awesome i love a word jumble <laughs> you have to look for the double letters that's the key um uh, so you guys take a bit um you find uh the proper tombs for these different bodies um and you are able to place the skeletons back uh uh, respectfully uh, where they were originally buried um, and you take their bows from them, which they probably shouldn't have had bows to begin with. Not a great idea, <laughs> especially during reaping season. Any good ones? Uh, any good ones? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> there are short bows, though. If you want a bow, you can have a bow. Bookfar wants one, right? <laughs> yes, I've always I've dreamed of someday being an archer, miss. <laughs> you are strangely dexterous for a book. Yes, uh, I'm uh, not great at opening doors, um, but I am adept at making pizza. So I assume I, I will. Would argue the you would argue what? What would you argue, Henry? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just I'm looking for the word right. candlestick, Mr. and I can't Henry, find it. What have I said to you about Bukvar's confidence? Okay, I just I, I really like the idea of me being very far away from danger and shooting danger with arrows. Fair enough. That 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 kind of appeals to me. Um, great. So you guys have a, a cachet of rusty weapons. I can sell them to the blacksmith. She is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Pile them on the bone boat. Everything goes on the bone boat. Uh, this is a barge at this point. <laughs> the bone barge. So you all exit the catacombs and are back in this chapel. Uh, you've got the bone barge uh, with you here. Uh, and you see that it is night. You came in here at dawn um, between... You know, having to work your way through the catacombs and dealing with the ghost of Sebastian 
and uh, the Broken Heart Banshee and speaking to her and then taking time to identify and put these bones away properly. Uh, a lot of time has passed and it is night again. All right, toot toot. Where do I drive this barge to, huh? <laughs> well, the barge is connected to me. So actually, if you want to captain the barge, you kind of have to captain me. So tell me, point where I run, and I run, and then the barge follows me. Should we attach a rein to feel? I feel suddenly conflicted about being the skipper. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, point the direction. I love to run. <laughs> I, I Only because I know that very well. Let's go, let's... uh. Let's take these bones to that grave site that we talked about, huh? Okay. I take off. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys get a little whiplash on the bone barge. <laughs> My back. Uh, do you want to find a place, like, outside of town? Because right now, you guys are on the other side of the river. There's, like, a bridge that takes you near, like, the forest and near the graveyard. Um, do you want to go, like, into town to bury her, which is, like, a, it's a little bit weird because that's kind of, like, most people are buried outside. Uh, but you can kind of uh, let me know uh, where you want to take her. She seemed to like the idea of uh, being buried near the bar. Is there, like, a spot in the graveyard that looks that overlooks the town? Yeah. You see that this is sort of like a hilly area, uh, and you find an area atop a hill with like a nice tree that looks like it would get some nice shade during the day, um, but would also be able to see the town in one direction. You'd be able to clearly see the sunset. Um, it's a nice spot just outside of sort of the boundaries of the normal cemetery. What do y'all think about this? Sounds great. Seems like prime primo picnic spot. This is a picnic. Actually, I could go for a funeral pizza book bar. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Okay, let let's see what I have with me. Um, I have um, I, I have sh- string cheese. Okay, and mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. have um tomato sauce either, but I do have ketchup. <laughs> I also you... have a flagon of sour cherry liqueur. I guess I will take uh, my blade, light it up with green flame blade, so that uh, Bukvar has an oven to cook on. Oh, and I can uh, with my alchemy skills create a set of cooking utensils, so I can help Bukvar out. Sweet. Um, Book bar, you got this ketchup at a store, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, Miss Fia and I stored it. How is that book sweating? <laughs> what do you, okay. What do you mean stored He's it? sweating ketchup. Ketchup is book sweat. <laughs> no joke. Book bar just rolled a nat one. Um, he just like... <laughs> but he gets the help action from me. I have a, uh, I have a, uh, my blade is a light. Okay. Um, 17 that time. Um, um, Book bar does a, Book bar kicks it off by just absolutely shattering a glass vial of ketchup all over Henry. Um, oh, but fuck. <laughs> oh, you hate to see oh, that. I'm sorry. That's okay. The one part of pizza making I'm not great at, um, but then is able to make you guys um, what are essentially sandwiches, like open face sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing like, like a lunchable pizza. Yeah, it's a lunchable pizza. <laughs> Which I mm. do like. So great work, Book Far. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, while we're here, uh, can I inspect Henry's arms? I just want to see how the bone claws are looking. Make sure I haven't permanently scarred him. Um, so the bone claws only last for an hour, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they were they were there um, while you were dealing uh, with the ghosts, um, but they have since uh, gone away. Um, and you see that it looks like it's 
healed up. It looks like there's some like magical healing going on, um, but it does look like um, you're hitting like a punching bag or something. You've got some like bruising around your knuckles. Yeah, and this could also have been from the boxing. So don't don't blame yourself for this. Yeah, I'm just amazed at how well that worked. I mean, it was supposed to work and and worked as intended, but still, uh, that went surprisingly well. Yeah, it was awesome, except for the excruciating pain that it uh, caused me when they grew out of my body. But aside okay, from that, okay. it was it was cool to have them. Well, maybe yeah. I could uh, apply some sort of uh, balm uh, that would help the the pain as they come out. And if you want me to make you claws like this again, I think I can. I can. I, I think I've got a handle on the formula now. I'll get back to you. All right. Should we should we dig a hole for for Sadie's bones? I already have while you talk. Oh my god! <laughs> what so Fia, deep? Fia with it doesn't have to be this yeah. wide. How it's did you? It's kind of like the sprinting thing. I just dig, 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 and I Fia, don't know how to stop. This, this is, is a, a pool. swimming pool. This is how we play. We dig holes. Fia and I just go into the woods, and she digs holes, and I say, "Dig, dig, dig. We're gonna dig today. We're gonna dig a hole." Wow. I put him on mute. It's quite annoying. This is this is a. A grave that anybody would envy. This is mm. the biggest fucking hole I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, this As is you a luxury say this, Fia starts, Fia starts to feel a little petty and wishes this was her grave. <laughs> <laughs> Do not lay down. Oh, this, what are you doing? This, are you okay? No, I, I, I just thought it's a really good grave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, give eyes. me the bones. Give me the yeah, bones. Okay. Open your eyes. <laughs> you uh, have the bone barge lower into this grave um, that Fia has just dug. Um, you carefully remove the bones. Um, and, uh, you place them in the hole. Okay. And then I, uh, you know, take all my enthusiasm into putting the dirt back in the hole that I just made. God, you did that so fast. How did you shovel <laughs> like that? You, you're just like grunting um, and throwing dirt on these bones as um, Bookvar tries to give a little speech. As you all see this, it looks like I'm not sweating, but Bookvar is sweating for me. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Um, well, uh, Miss Sadie, we did not know her for very long, but she did rip out a bunch of people's hearts. That part mm -hmm. was not her fault. She was mm -mm. Um, sort of. I liked the part where she declined marriage. Yes, that was that was great. She's a strong. Yeah, that was uh, dope. She's a strong, mm -hmm. independent woman. Mm. Yes. Yes. We wish her the best in the world beyond. Yes, Queen. Yes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, no, yes. No. I, I simply must say that we stand her. <laughs> yes. We all stand, Sadie Bellwater. I don't know about all this. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> and um, as we had said before, we shall avenge you, miss. <sighs> that was a, that was a promise. That is a contract. We did not specify a timeline. <laughs> I want everyone to remember. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's true. There is no... Spritel, I know you know how to write. You could really be writing all this down and then presenting it to us. <laughs> it doesn't need to be so informal. I'm just saying we can work on your legal <laughs> negotiation skills. Um, uh, Spritel is just fully chasing a squirrel through a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I pity that squirrel. <laughs> he he heard me. Uh, so you have all um, successfully um, buried uh, Sadie out here under this tree. Well, it's um it's night again, which means you know I don't really know what our sleep schedule is, but uh, do y'all want to stay up, eat some pizza, and start talking about how exactly we're going to kill Fergus? Uh, yeah, where where should we sleep tonight? Should we go to your place? I feel like we've been like bouncing around. 
<laughs> yeah, I need to make sure you don't have like a hot tub or an infrared sauna that you've been withholding. Actually, if you have a tub, I could really go for a soak. I, my, I, I yeah. I've, well, there's I'm a bone bath up all over the place. There's, there's a, a bath what? that we use to like clean the bones and you know uh, like wash off debris that might have uh, collected on the corpses. That might work. <laughs> it's pretty shallow, but <laughs> we're, we we're, talking, we're talking about going to the morgue again. Is that? <laughs> That plane's coming back around? <laughs> Bookvar, it will be good for you. Build character. What is a book without some characters, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point, miss. I don't know if it entirely means that, but I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so you all uh, cross the bridge, um, across the river, uh, back into Thornkirk. And Zerk, you live in like a little apartment above Dr. Nebel's office. Mm-hmm. That is in the town square. And as you all walk into the town square, it's all lit up uh, by the Sprite lamps, cobblestone streets. You see that there's a bit of an odd crowd here. Uh, Everybody go ahead and give me perception checks. Uh, I got an eight. 18. Seven. So all of you, uh, even even those of you with not great roles, see amongst the townsfolk... Uh, that are out here drinking and relaxing in the square. Um, this is this is a pretty normal thing in the town squares. Like there's the copper dagger here, um, and there's uh, of course um, open container is allowed in Thornkirk. Um, nice. Uh, there, it, so I can keep my flagon of sour cherry liqueur. Yes. So out out in the square here, there are people like sitting on the fountain and like having a drink and stuff. Um, but you do see amongst the townsfolk here that are drinking and relaxing after a day of work. There's a bunch of knights in plate mail with red tabards. And you guys see that there's a sigil on the tabards of a jackalope, which is a rabbit with horns. Um, This is the house sigil of the petty king Thurston Brightleap. You know that uh, the Undermount Empire has its different sections that are almost like their own countries, uh, and they all answer to the high queen of the capital. So Thornkirk is in a section called Outerborough, and Brightleap is the petty king of that area. So he's kind of like the duke. Um, and it is very unusual for the king's soldiers to be out in the boonies like this. And Zerk, with a high perception check, you not only see all of these knights, you see that on their tabards, there's also a set of small gold scales. And then on top of that... A lot of the knights look almost like hedge knights. Mm. They they have kind of mismatched armor or they have strange weapons. Like when you think of a knight, you think of like like a long sword and a shield, but you see a lot of them have like clubs and kind of strange weapons. A lot of them look kind of more like bandits in knight's regalia. So this is like uh, the B team, some rough recruits. Uh, it definitely looks like some rough recruits, yeah. Uh, and you see... Spilling out of the copper dagger is Marcy, uh, who is Mm. the inspector uh, of the town watch who you guys had met uh, down on the river. Uh, You see Marcy, her hair is a mess. Her cheeks are all flush. um, And she pokes her head out of the tavern um, and spots you three. And she goes, where have you three been all day? We got a new baroness. Oh, Oh, congrats. Happy Baroness Day. Congratulations. Not to me? I lost my fucking job, man. Oh. um, Oh. Okay. Uncongratulations, then. 
So what happened? What did happen to the the old Baron? <laughs> I, you see, she laughs and she goes like, "All right, you don't have a place to sleep now. Come buy me a drink." Uh, you see, she goes back in the tavern. We're gonna have to go buy her a drink. Huh? <laughs> we should follow up on this, Mister Henry. I grab Henry by the arms, Mister Henry. What does this mean about the pool? <laughs> We're not going to be eating shrimp scampi for a while, Fia. Fia shudders and her tears come out of Bookfar. <laughs> I put my hand on Bookfar. We'll find a way. We'll find a way back. I just feel like as an emotional support familiar, I shouldn't have to take all of the emotions. I feel so emotional about the no, pool. No, I only give you the bad ones, like sweating and crying. I'm just sweating is a terrible emotion. Is she like pre-injecting you with water? How is this working? I don't know. I am a witch, Zarek. I am a witch. <laughs> Tell me this is not how the cheese is made. I run off. <laughs> so you enter a cozy pub, fire roaring in the fireplace. You see a few braziers around the room. Candle wax dripping onto long wooden tables. There's a short, stocky woman with white hair behind the bar and a green apron. Uh, in here, it smells of meat pies and ale. Marcy plops down with you guys um, in a seat in the corner. Not all in one seat. Uh, you're all at a table in the corner. Um, you all grab uh, tankards of ale. Uh, you sit with her. You see that there are a few of these like hedge knight-looking dudes that are wearing the bright leap um, family armor, the the colors of um, the Petty King. And you see Marcy just kind of rubs her head. She's in that being drunk where she almost seems more hungover than she does drunk. Like she's been drinking all day and is like, it'll be good to switch off the hard stuff. I can sober up with some beer. Yep, that's logical. Uh, here, why don't you try one of these uh, book pizzas as well? This might help. And maybe a little a little puff of one of Fia's cigars. That always picks me up. <laughs> Am I allowed to smoke in here? You're smoking two cigars right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I should have asked first. Uh, yeah, the, the um, barkeep goes, two cigars per customer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, uh, that's his custom. I deep, I deep the, uh, the mouth of my cigar into my tall, dark stout. Catching some of the foam, and then I. You are making cigars sound so good. It's so delicious. I want one. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna also need two of those. I I roll up a bunch. I take my dark. Uh, I take my uh the leaves from the woods that I wrap my tobacco in, and I uh, I make some for everyone. Uh, so uh, drinking a shoe, Marcy, Marcy um (laughs) smokes cigars uh with you. Um, it just goes like, this morning there was. A royal edict from King Brightleap. A bunch of the Petty King's bannermen came into town this morning. They have a signed document from multiple members of the Baron's family that Sewastian's father disowned him on his deathbed and declared him a bastard. His uncle and several other extended family members claimed to have been witnesses. Sewastian's lost his claim to Thornkirk, uh, which is reverted to his uncle, who has signed it over to Madam Whitlock for a price, no doubt. Madam Whitlock? That's a fun little twist. I mean, she makes a nice baroness. I cannot argue this. (laughs) (laughs) She certainly looks the part. Marcy, Um, we spent the evening, we spent the early morning in the crypt uh, playing with the bones of his uh, father. Do you think that we did this somehow? You see, she looks absolutely (laughs) baffled. Playing with his 
dad to exercise a, a a ghost that was eating right. car to no, the no, story. No, it's reaping is, season. I'm sorry. Is the supernatural no, surprising no, to you? No, it's not surprising to me. Uh, easy, easy. Okay, God, <laughs> this has been a fucking rough day. Look, I'm there, sorry. I'm it's so okay. Sorry. Have it's, a puff. Have look, a puff. It's obviously a lie. None of this is real. The Baron's father has been dead for five years. It would have been brought up then. Someone is taking advantage of all the infighting in the Fenros family. It wouldn't be hard to pay one of them off. I'm guessing the Rooks had something to do with that. The real question is, why is the Crown legitimizing this? Anyone with any amount of pull can bring a case to the Petty King's court, but something so obviously false would normally just get thrown out immediately. Why does the Petty King owe the rooks uh, you see she kind of leans back and takes a puff uh and thinks well we actually are owed a meeting with madam whitlock we could try and find some more information for you we're kind of currently in a business dealing with her and i don't know if uh that's changed now that she's uh upgraded her status but we still you know have information that she needs and and like and vice versa yeah uh, you see, she shrugs and she goes, well, I guess for me, this is all out of pure curiosity because I, <laughs> I don't have a fucking job anymore. They, uh, uh, first thing she did as Baroness was uh, hand my job over to Fergus Whitlock. Hmm. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, he's not great. So he's like the head inspector now? Yeah, he's the captain of the guard. Hmm. Um, and you see, you see, she goes, well, if you... Wanted to talk to Madam Whitlock. She's in the Baron's keep. They uh, removed him from the keep this morning, gave him a chance to surrender. He pulled out a um, epe, I believe it's called, um, and attempted oh, no. to stab the Baroness. Right. Uh, what, did, what did they do? Recreational did. fencing and foil. They, they, they took him, and he's currently at the jailhouse. Marcy, please tell me someone did a watercolor of this moment, because I'm so sad I did not get to see this. I, if, if you're good at painting, I can... I'm not. I can tell it to you in detail. Okay, I'll, fi- I'll find a painter. Right. <laughs> I have a question, Marcy. Um, Fergus, does he now occupy the old office that you once occupied? He does. Okay, now... My train, I have trap doors, false floors of boxes, lots of secrets that only I would know. Do you have any secrets, any secret entrance, anything that we could use to spy? Uh, let me go ahead and make a roll for her. Uh, you see, she nods and she goes, the jailhouse has two levels. There's a jail and some offices on the first floor, but below that, there's a dungeon for the more dangerous or important prisoners. Now, in order to get into the dungeon, you have to go through several locked gates on the jail level and then go down the steps. But given that we've been raided before, I've never been comfortable with only having one way out of the dungeon, lest I be trapped there myself. So at the far end of the hall, on the right, there's a locked cell that is never used. There's a false tile in the ceiling that will lead you up to my office on the first floor. You wouldn't still happen to have a key to the jail, I don't imagine. Let me uh, go ahead and roll uh, a pure luck check. She leans back and pulls out a big key ring and uh, goes... Yeah, they replaced me so fast, and um, considering that my replacement is a fucking moron, 
<laughs> they uh, managed to leave a set of keys on me. Uh, may may we copy them? Oh yeah. Uh, what is, <laughs> uh, you see, she 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 realized she's like getting ahead of herself. She's like a little drunk, and she just goes like, "Wait, what are what are you gonna do with the keys?" We're gonna go in there and we're gonna try to get you your job back. Spritel, that's not a promise. It is not a promise. <laughs> I <laughs> called Spritel. Yes. So you see, like, already making this, like, little tree it's between not. you guys. It's it. not. Stop oh, it. I get a, a fairy net and I catch him. We're going to try in earnest. If and he that does is all. not circumambulate us, it does not count. Spritel, get in your jar. Get in your jar. <laughs> you see, she goes, I mean, if it's a headache for them, fuck it. Why not? Uh, you see she uh, throws the keys on the table. All right. Uh, one of these is to your apartment. Do you want that one? <laughs> no, who gives a shit? I'm probably going to sleep in the alley tonight. <laughs> okay, right, see, that's you. not how you bounce back from something like this. I'm just saying, you're going to have a really bad hangover tomorrow, and you will have a worse fun if you sleep in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be closer to the bar to start drinking again tomorrow. That's a fair okay, point. Here's a little map She's I made of how to get to my train. Okay. Please at least sleep in I've the train. I've just got lum- <laughs> I've got lumbar problems, so for me to like walk all the way home, I'd rather just sleep in the trash. Does that? Oh my God, Sam, you have to try this stool. <laughs> Thea, why don't you call a bone barge to take uh, Marcy home? If I call a bone barge, will you take the bone barge home and get a good night's sleep? Uh, yeah, that sounds wild. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I will escort you home. I think that you just need to sleep this off. You will feel better if you have a good night's sleep. Sweet. And sleep on your side with a pillow between your knees. That's going to take your pr- the pressure off your low spine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Henry, I have never heard about this low bag. You have so many problems here, it sounds. <laughs> I've been dealing with it for an eternity. <laughs> you gotta let us take a look at that. Um, uh, you saw, once again summon the bone barge, um, and you. <laughs> so can I run and escort her back? Yeah, you you escort her back <laughs> to it, her it apartment. Because it follows me. That's how the spell works. Uh, I might as well start to just doing lift here, huh? With my bone barge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you make any money just now? <laughs> I don't know. I look to see if anyone hails me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, yeah, you see Marcy like halfway home. Forgets that she's not in a carriage, just like throws you a bunch of copper and then just goes to her little apartment. <laughs> I, oh, I sleep the copper under her door. Thank you, Marcy, oh, but now sweet. it's yours. Um, you hear her loudly snoring on the other side already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, crawl through the bed, crawl through the bed. <laughs> so yeah, so just to kind of be clear from like what you guys just heard from Marcy, it does not sound like the Barron's family would have an actual cause to do this unless they were being bribed or had some other ulterior motive. Because like if they thought if they thought the land should not have gone to him, they would have brought up a legitimate reason years ago. The the bear is like 30. Mr. Henry, <laughs> um you seem to know a lot of things. Uh one is uh who is the uncle of your baron? That is uh, who made the deal with Madame Whitlock, if I hear correct. Yeah. So, Henry, you... Actually, Henry, go ahead and give me a history check. All right. That is a 13. Can Bookfar give him the help action? Um, this is less... Uh, this is more of just Henry's personal history, like okay. how much he kind of like paid attention to this the Baron's fair. stories or something. <laughs> the, okay. Baron, the Baron does not talk very much about his family because he 
did not even get along with his own father. So he's just like a, a man of hobbies. But the hobbies he talks about a lot. Yes, he talks a lot about his hobbies. You know, you know how good of a horse rider he is, and all of that. Uh, is it called dressage? That's, yeah, yeah. yeah how good, how good he is at dressage. Um, uh, how much he loves dancing horses. Uh, also in his campaign ad. Yeah, it's just a flurry of dancing horses dance through um, Henry's head as he searches. It's for why I vote for him every year. Yeah. Also, no one else on the ballot. Yeah, I'm held at arrow point to do so. Henry, you think about it um you know that uh he has an uncle named um winfrey but they're not important in this case they just made the claim the petty king is the one who cast this edict what you do know though is that all of these petty kings and queens of the territories answer to the high queen of the capital Mm -hmm. and you actually know someone who has contacts there that could possibly get the baron out of this situation your ex. That's right. She is related to the Fenroses, um, plus her new husband is from the Lochnamore family, which is an old, important family who definitely has contacts in the capital. Right. So I think I know somebody that might be able to weigh in here, but I think it would honestly be easier to kill Fergus ourselves. <laughs> should we like write them a letter so we can like get no, that started? No, okay, we should okay. not right. be in touch with them at all. Bookfar goes, well, it's just that even if we kill Fergus, Madame Whitlock will still be the Baroness until there is some kind of actual Book legal... Far, don't, you, should... don't you want to practice your archery or some shit? Please. <laughs> okay. Right. Bookfar, go practice your archery. Listen to <laughs> Mr. Henry. Bookfar, Henry, uh, I can just walk down to the rookery and, and write a note real quick. I can, you know, please, I can sign your name on it if you want. Please do not do that, especially not with my name. Is there someone special that you know that could read this? There's someone. I don't find them to be special at all. There's somebody that might. Look, if you want to write a note, just that it has nothing to do with me. Okay, that's. I'll give you an address if you really want to write a note and send it off. But uh, don't just don't use my name at all. All right. Um, you, it does. It does occur to you that part of the reason the Baron might have been like locked away is to like stop him from going to his contacts. And so like mm. you could forge a note from the Baron. Like that wouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> that could be. Maybe we. Maybe we can get to the Baron and have him write this note that I don't want to write. Oh, he might have an official seal we could use. Yeah. And also, I guess he's in jail, so maybe we should try to get him out of jail. <laughs> he was very hospitable to me. I owe, I think I owe him something. Uh, we do. Hmm. I, I will suggest that for me, the most important thing right now is making sure this Madam Whitlock person gives us this information so that if we are dealing against her, it will not prevent us from learning this information. That's that we have very true. For. Yeah. Things are probably going to go sour. <laughs> My suggestion would be we go get the information of where uh, your man, Mr. Zerk, was going before Mm -hmm. we sour this relationship. Yeah, first things first. Let's just break this all down in bullet points for me, okay? (laughs) Okay, so we need to know where Dr. Neville was going. Mm -hmm. We need to... We need to understand why the Rooks have been legitimized. We need to put my cousin back in power and we need to kill Fergus. Is Is that about right? I don't know if we need to put your cousin back in power, but we might yes, as well get him out of jail. <laughs> we could just, we could, Bookard just goes, we could just skate out of here. That's also I mean, that's an option. Fourth option. Uh, you sure. with your clumsy, with your clumsy skating, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> I'm you trying, Miss. Uh, he's failing to rollerblade. <laughs> you could turn him into a skate, I guess. Like an 
<laughs> like a manta ray. I is think for me, there's quite a lot on our plate, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I'm a hungry girl child. But I think the first thing first is to make sure we get this information from Madam Whitlock. Yeah, and we held up and our end of the bargain. We, we did our part, so let's... Let's try to let's try to get that information we were promised. So there's a chance we could swipe a crest while we're there, or some sort of sigil. Sweet. Um, you all uh, head over to the Baron's Keep. Um, okay, you- as we are going, I would like. What I'd like to do is I would like to create an unseen servant. Yet another ritual. I only need ten minutes, and mm-hmm. I would like to send this unseen servant into the Baron's office to retrieve a sigil. Oh, shit. How far do you have to be from it? The spell creates an invisible, mindless, shapeless medium force that performs simple tasks at your command until the spell ends. Um, The servant springs into existence in an unoccupied space on the ground within range. Uh, It says range of 60 feet. Okay. Once each of your turns, as a bonus action, you can mentally command the servant to move up to 15 feet and interact with an object. Cool. So you create this unseen servant. Um... It follows you along. Um, Bookfar flaps dutifully uh, next to you. Um, you guys get to the Baron's Keep. You see that the gates are open, um, and you see that a bunch of rook goons are tossing some of the Baron's belongings out into the main courtyard. Um, you see that there are a few guards here um, that are kind of looking uneasy. Uh, uh, you see the same guard that you saw the other night, uh, who lets you, uh, come in and go into the pool, uh, kind of stops you as you go to the gate. Uh, uh, Henry, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard, but, uh, there's been kind of a, a shift and- Yeah, I did. I, I, I totally get it. We're just here. We're here to do two things. One, we did want to see Madam Whitlock, but the other, I have, uh, as you know, I have my bindle. In the in the little pool house, <laughs> Mr. Henry needs his hot plate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, have, I brought all six of them. I know, yeah, I brought several of my own hot plates. Uh, you uh, see, you see like the guard. Retreat. The guard winces as some rookagoons carelessly toss your hot plates uh, oh, out of the pool hey. house. Oh, hey. oh, there they go. Oh, right into the pool. Okay. Oh, those are not supposed to go in there. <laughs> uh, you see a couple of rookagoons whisper to each other, and then one walks over. And uh, kind of nudges the guard out of the way and goes, "You got you got business with the Baroness." Absolutely, indeed. Follow me gladly. Takes you three into the keep. Can I do a perception check just to see if they've ruined all of my hot plates, or was it just? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It would be cool, Henry, if you could save one and sort of. Uh, use it like a hot mace so you're like swinging it around and can hit someone with fire yeah. damage. Zerk, forget these bone claws. <laughs> I got a new idea. <laughs> we can work on this, yeah. Uh, we can just find a really long extension cord. <laughs> uh, it's a 12. Okay, Henry, um, how many uh, hot plates do you think you had? I had six. You had six hot and plates. I know I had six. Okay, we're going to roll a D6 to see how many hot, hot plates broke. <laughs> Actually, I want you to roll a D6 to see how many hot plates broke. Oh my goodness. I have chrono shift. (laughs) I rolled a fucking five. Oh my God. Use it. Use the shift. But that one hot plate will be so precious now. You see one hot plate uh, survives um, cushioned by the other broken hot plates beneath it um, as a bunch of goons are just like taking your stuff out of this room. I'll come back. I'll come back for you. (laughs) Um, You guys all enter the keep. So as we enter, I say to Henry, will you point out to me the uh, window where the Baron's office was? 
I nod towards an open doorway down the hall. Okay, I, I nod to Bookfar. He knows what to do, to go fly to that window to be so that I can look through him and help to tell the uh, unseen servant what to do. Uh, you see, Bookfar goes, I'll be as sneaky as possible, miss. We're being very sneaky. <laughs> Bookfar, only I have disadvantage on stealth checks, okay? I swear to God. Uh, yeah, is there any way you can make him stop sweating? It's <laughs> just sweating everywhere, <laughs> flapping all over it's the place. It's so bad. All of the ink is bleeding. It's like mascara running. Uh, Bookfar uh, just kind of like slides uh, along the ground, um, and this unseen servant makes its way down the hall towards like where you'd know like the Baron would like write his letters and stuff. Stuff like that. I mm. turn to Mr. Zerk and Mr. Henry. I My attentions will be elsewhere. So I will try to help you, but my attentions perhaps may be elsewhere. Okay, we'll Understood, just nudge Doc. you if you need to say yes or no. Um, you see that it is a um, flurry of activity in here, but probably one of the last places to get picked apart would be like the Baron's study because they would probably like keep a lot of his books and things like that. And mm. maybe even to do forgeries of their own. Um, so, so you think you're probably safe uh, in that respect. So Bookvar um, and uh, the Unseen Servant sneak down the one hall. Um, go ahead and make a stealth check for um, Bookvar, but I'll, I'll give him advantage. Bookfar got a 15. 15. Okay, cool. Um, I you guess know if that... he wanted to hide, he could just turn into a regular book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you see, yeah, you see uh, uh, humming the Mission Impossible soundtrack to himself as he shoves himself into different bookcases to look like a regular book every time somebody goes by. Dun, 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 dun. And just like, shoves himself into a bookcase. Where'd he go? Fia, Fia tears up at her own eye now. And she says, I just love books so much. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras 
from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an Aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Um, as you guys <laughs> approach this main hall um, that they're uh, taking you to meet with Adam, Madam Whitlock. Um, go ahead and give me perception checks. See if you cool. overhear anything. Mm. Yeah, baby. Okay. I rolled a, uh, I got a 21. Whoa. Nice. It's 12. Oh, yeah. 19. Okay. Um, this was a DC 20 to hear kind of like everything that's going on because there there is so much uh, activity in here. But Henry, you specifically here, you're able to just like separate out the other noise because uh, you hear... Madam Whitlock's voice kind of rises above the others, um, and you hear her go, what did they want with Penley? You hear this name, Penley. Um, And then you hear a super gruff voice go, well, as far as I know, he was one of the blades, and the king's new advisor is a sorceress, a real scale tipper, so she's got no love for friends of the trickster. King's gotten religious in his old age, and... They don't like the blades, at least. Not the ones who haven't turned already. <laughs> um, I don't hear any of this because I didn't pass the perception. So I just say, did you guys hear anything? Uh, I don't think uh-huh. I heard anything interesting. <laughs> um, so you guys are led into the main hall. And you see Madam Whitlock looking pristine and all white uh, with her parasol resting on her shoulder. Uh, kicks back and drinks a glass of wine with a stringy man covered in scars with wispy gray hair and a huge bald spot. He wears a nice set of splint mail and a long red cape that doesn't match the rest of him. Uh, there are a bunch of goons around here and a bunch of guards, and there are a couple more of these um, rough-looking knights uh, in the Petty King's colors. And uh, you see, as you um, enter the room, um, Madam Whitlock looks up, and acknowledges uh, all of you guys. And she I go- immediately curtsy. <laughs> mm, greetings to the Baroness, and congratulations on your deserved ascension. Henry salutes. Here, here. Uh, go ahead and give me deception checks. I'll say with advantage, because this is just minor. Shout out to the two crew on the first Oh, yes, Ooh, bitch! Yeah. I yeah, got a 19, baby. which turns into <laughs> an 18. An 18. <laughs> Great. Ooh. I'll say that um, this is mostly Fia doing this because she's kind of leading the way and doing a curtsy. (laughs) Uh, You see the Baroness, Madam Whitlock, nods, um, and she gestures um, for you to take a seat. It is good to see a woman in power. I wink. (laughs) She goes, thank you. Well, I've always run this town. They just decided to make it official. Yas, Baroness. Yas, Baroness. (laughs) Again, I'm skeptical of this. (laughs) I take a seat. Um, You take a seat, and she turns to the rough-looking fella um, and goes, Jack, I'll 
to you before you're off tomorrow. Um, and you see he smiles, uh, missing a bunch of teeth, and he goes, Sounds good. I got some celebrating to do. And you see, as he exits Fia, he has Batilda's blade at his side. <gasps> what? Okay, uh, truthfully, my instinct is to fucking chase him. Is there any kind of role I can do to try to calm myself? Um, wisdom save? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez, can I do a perception do, check? Yeah. We've been watching her do, to break into a yeah, dead sprint a yeah, bunch. She's, at any point, she can be breaking into a dead sprint. That's, I rolled an 18 on my perception. If, if That's uh, a 14. Okay. okay, my wisdom save, however, was quite good, and it oh. was a 21. Okay. Wow. Fia, I'll say you can gather yourself, um, but uh, with those perception checks, Zerk and Henry... My throat goes dry as the desert. Yeah, you see Fia, like, suddenly gets an intense look on her face. My tusks. I bear my tusks. Ooh, okay. Hmm. This guy... Um, exits, um, and he is joined by a couple of these hedge knight looking dudes. I would like to walk into uh, Bukvar, see if uh, they have retrieved the Baron's sigil and perhaps send Bukvar to follow him. Uh, sweet. Go ahead and give me an investigate check. An owl has advantage on um, perception checks. He can, can do, do, he can, he do perception. Okay. Ooh, Bookvar rolled an 18 and a 19. Oh my God. Plus three is a 22. You get really mad in this moment. Um, you quickly like warg into Bookvar, kind of like cover your face. Um, you guys doing this perception check, kind of like <laughs> trying to make sure Fia's keeps cool. See her eyes turn milky white as she bares her teeth. Um, milky <laughs> And um, Fia, you see um, that Bookvar and the Unseen Servant have successfully uh, grabbed this little, like, stamp. Bokvar, follow this man and find out whatever you can. I will lose my connection to you, but I trust you. He has Batilda's blade. I will follow him, miss. Bum, 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 bum. Bokvar <laughs> shoves himself back in the library, uh, puts him himself in another bookcase, uh, and then uh, floats out after uh, this dude trying to figure out who he is. And uh, you, you guys are at this table with a bunch of rooks um, and with Madam Whitlock. Um, and she looks up and she goes, is it done then? Oh, it's done. And we've got the trinket to prove it. Uh, and I gesture to Fia. <laughs> Fia's just like red-faced and seething. Fia! But yes, uh, this ruby <laughs> necklace, the, this is, was worn on her. This, is, this belonged to the ghost. No more hearts will be taken. She gives a nod and she goes... Well, there haven't been any attacks tonight, um, but given the current circumstances, I have even more reason to want to protect my people, so you won't mind if I confirm your story. Uh, you see, she pulls out a small vial of like a cloudy purple liquid. I hold out my glass. Uh, she slides it down the table, and she goes, Dr. Zonk, I'm sure you can mm -hmm. confirm this is a simple potion, truth serum, once I know for sure that the horror has been defeated, I'll deliver the information. I would suggest, because I understand you are the Baroness, but please understand that this is a lot to ask of three people. Merely having one of us drink the serum should be enough. 
That's fair. I am just saying I have had truth serum before. It does not sit well in my stomach. I drink it. Oh. <laughs> Zerk, you, you, you drink it down. I quaff that shit. Uh, Zerk, you are... Uh, oh, actually, Zerk, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Fuck. <laughs> I have good constitution save, but I rolled very poorly. That is going to be a seven. Okay. All that means is you, you would have been at a slight advantage had you saved, because then you could have lied and she would have thought you were telling the truth. But uh, right now... Okay. shift. Just oh. in case. Oh, nice. Just Things in case she gets tricky, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you just pat my back like I'm a colicky baby. <laughs> I think that Fia's very angry right now and <laughs> feels powerless seeing her uh, her witch's blade in a, a crook's hilt, and so she just kind of slaps Zerk upside <laughs> the head. <laughs> oh, got it down, got it down. Sorry, there was a fly on his temple. Chronal uh, Shift, by the way, um, is part of Chronergy Wizard, uh, kind of works like luck points. Um, Sophia is letting cool. uh, Zerk roll again. Zerk, what'd you get? Amazing. Fia, thank you so much. You've upped my three to a six. Uh, <laughs> what? That's a, that's a ten total. A ten total. <sighs> Brutal. Okay. Um, yep. You are under the effects of the zone of truth spell Mm -hmm. after you um, kick this potion back um, you see she goes all right dr zonk who was killing my associates it was the the broken heart banshee sadie bellwater i believe that your brother was sent to escort her out of town but ended up killing her and taking her gold you see her eyes. I say this so matter of fact. You see her eyes go wide, um, and you see a bunch of people uh, in the room like look kind of confused, and instantly you realize that this was something that she had like covered up. You know, I, that, I we most we learned that, but most of us forgot it. I don't think anybody remembers that that last yeah, part. Yeah. Oh, it's a, I, it's locked in my mind. Steel trap. I'll always remember this detail. Th- this spell does not require you to talk, only to tell the truth, right? <laughs> Why would you give us a truth theorem if you want us to bury something? You see, she sends uh, a few of her people out and is just left with like a few like loyal people. And she goes, that's not exactly how I remember it happening. Perhaps there's some sort of side effect with the potion. Perhaps you're resisting it somehow. You... I've studied truth serums before. There's actually no side effects. You this know what? Why don't I'll uh, take this? Or I'll perhaps take the this ghost lied. I think the ghost lied, and we bought yeah. her a lie. Oh, gosh, we are such By fools. the way, it is but making you know me gassy. That is one of the side effects. It does make me gassy, banished. and I apologize. That could okay. also be the book pizza. All right. The cheese is still <laughs> sitting weird with me as well. All right. <laughs> what, did you have a truth serum too, huh, Henry? Just... <laughs> that, that I'm okay being honest about. Whatever misconstrued <laughs> lie that this ghost is peddling, has she been destroyed yes we also killed the old baron's dad um because he was annoying oh okay so i don't know if we get like extra for that or (laughs) (laughs) no that's you you did that on your own did you give him a chatty truth serum or just a regular because this sounds like a chatty we gave him a little bit of wine and uh, he seems to get chatty very quickly Uh, you see she reaches into a small pack at her side and produces a note. There's a small scrolled map of the Queen's River, um, which uh, is, is the river that flows through Thornkirk. Uh, you see that there is a mark where it flows south into a series of mountains called the Scale Tip Valley. And you see mm-hmm. um, Madam Whitlock goes, 
He wanted us to take him south into the valley, but wanted to stop before he reached any of the towns in Innerboro. Uh, said he was meeting someone there. That's the information I have. Hands you guys the map. I'm worried I will never truly be capable of loving another person. There's no need to speak. You can be <laughs> silent now. Can I do an inside check on this map to see if I think it is the truth or if it is sure. mm. a lie? Yeah. Uh, 16. You remember that when you were with Batilda, any time she would meet with people or something, she was always like a little cagey. It wouldn't be uncommon for them to want to meet other people of the Blades, like outside of towns or even in this case like at a mountain pass where somebody could get a view of him before they went down and met him you know what i mean mm. so you almost get okay. the when you so look at this, this map actually feels authentic this feels authentic this feels like if you got there probably whoever was trying to meet nebel is probably in those mountains and has some way to see this area uh thank you so much uh baroness uh she goes thank you couldn't have done any of this without you. Indeed. We appreciate it. I'm going to burp in three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, quite cute, like a little frog. God bless you. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'm, I'm coming down from the effects. Uh, they'll, they'll see you out. Um, oh, one last thing. On our way out, I used to I just, I just, used to live here, so if I could swim oh. by the small pool house and pick up some of my things, no pressure. No, I'm not trying to do anything funny just want to get a couple of my belongings on our I'd way i'd love to take one last dip in the pool um guys go ahead and give me uh persuasion checks <laughs> not my strong suit nine <laughs> no. i got a six Persu okay with my minus one that's going to be a six <laughs> uh you see uh she looks at you with like deadly serious eyes and goes we're winterproofing the pool right now it's closed for the season that's the worst news i've heard all day and um, uh, yes, I, I, I believe uh, a lot of uh, the Baron's things were removed this morning. If you could find anything out on the lawn, you're uh, more than welcome to it. Okay, we will. I, uh, uh, I fucking bolt because I, now yeah. I want to try to uh, find where Bookfar has gone. Oh, yeah. I want to stalk this. Uh, I, I uh, whisper to Mr. Henry and Mr. Zerk, I am in hunter mode. I, uh, this person has stolen my witch's blade. Uh, I need to go stalk my prey. Okay. Yeah, let's run on the inside and walk on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Remain inconspicuous. You will have to grab my hood to stop me. <laughs> I think the bathroom is that way, Fia. Yes, let's all go. Uh, so you all are led out um, of the Baron's Keep uh, by a couple of goons. And um, Fia is trying to run. Henry kind of like holding her cloak back. Um, but then you guys find yourselves. Hold my cloak. Hold my cloak. I, you, I am. It's hard. Uh, you guys find yourselves on the other side uh, of this gate, far enough away from the rooks. Do we get the hot plate? Oh yeah. Did I have did I, did I have a chance to pick up the hot plate on yeah, the lawn? Yeah. You saw um, uh, the one good hot plate. Uh, You're able to take it. Uh, you do see that some of the that one of the rooks out here is wearing some of your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Does it fit him better than it fits Henry? Uh, yeah. It looks. Uh, yeah. It really like tapers off. He's got way broader shoulders, so like he just wow. looks really good. Huh. I thought there were was... boot cuts on you, but I guess you just have skinny calves. <laughs> no, I think that I think if any. Thing. he has he has uh, two thick calves i have 
the normal size of calves. He's filling those things out. Wow. I also have the normal size of shoulders. I wasn't up for debate, but okay. <laughs> the normal size of everything. <laughs> Henry, you're able to find like a small pack of your things uh, to bring with you. All right, cool. It was really all I care about is the hot plate, but I'm glad I have a couple extra changes of underwear. Mr. Henry, I am blinded by rage right now, but I would like to ask... Um, Ivory, you have lost a home. You did not seem to have too much affection for the home. But I want you to know there is an empty train car in my train graveyard, if you are looking. It gives good um, shelter from the elements and uh, hides you from predators. You know, that that's exactly what I was looking for here. Just shelter from predators. And actually, <laughs> when I, the night that I spent uh, at the train car... I, I vastly preferred it to my cot here. The, <laughs> the smells okay. of your cigars, the aroma. Uh, <laughs> I stink up the glo- uh, the glen. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, yeah, that's it's all I've ever wanted. But look, I have to tell you, I think I got to tell you what I heard on on our way into Madame Whitlock's. Um, yes, what did you hear? That guy, that guy, he was talking about, he was talking about killing blades. Um, he was talking about killing blades. But blades are so strong. No one could ever kill a blade. Yeah, it sounded Batilda, like... Batilda, he must have stolen. He stole her blade. That's the only way that someone could separate the blade from Batilda. He said some of the blades switched sides. Batilda would never. I don't know not. anything about Batilda, but I just know that whatever is going on with blades, she could be in trouble. Do you know where she was going when she left? I don't. This is why I have thirsted after this information because I thought ma- maybe Dr. Nebel was going to the same place that Batilda was going. It seems like wherever <laughs> Dr. Nebel was going was some sort of safe haven or hideout for the blades, so maybe they'd know more information there. But maybe some of these blades turned on turned on each other and told told about told about Dr. Nebel's plans. Mr. Henry, Dr. Zerk, Batilda could not have turned. And she cannot be dead. I must get her blade back from this man, and then we will go from there. Okay, so first we'll kill Fergus, and then we'll kill this guy, and then we'll get out of town. Seems great. Seems like a good uh, order of operations. Uh, uh, I don't know if we need to kill him. I just want to get her blessed blade out of his stinky scabbard. Okay, uh, look, you guys, you guys let me retrieve the one thing in the world that I wanted to hang on to, this here hot plate. <laughs> you are so- cradling it like a baby. I lost my son. This is all I have left. Whoa. Oh, you have a son now, too? You have a pool and a son, and you don't tell us any of this? I'll I'll tell you. Look, I'll tell you later. Let's let's get you your sword. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grab Spritle in my hand and squeeze him and say, we will help you do this thing. Just furiously buzzing. We will not promise that we will do it. We will help you do this thing. Wiggling in your hand. all of our available spirit and willpower. Do our best. Stop it. Our level best. Is Bookvar still inside? Bookvar, I sent Bookvar to follow this man. This man, he left. Did he leave the barons? Yeah, he left. He's out um, celebrating. And um, go ahead and, uh, Fia, uh, I'll say, give me a perception check. Or Arcana. My Arcana is six, so 18. 18. Fia, you feel kind of a, a Bookvar ping mm. from this, like... Uh, as I get closer. As you get closer, um, you feel that they have stopped, like, in the town square. 
Well, the unseen servant has been dispelled because they are far from me. Where's Bookvar? Um, Should we go to him? Yes. I'm sorry. I know it's not important to you, but for me right now, I just, I just, I am very confused. There are many things that are throwing themselves at me. And right now I choose to focus on the simple task of separating a bad man from a good blade. Okay. Don't run. Don't run yet. I, <laughs> it, it's, if it's important to you, it's important to us. We're yeah. friends for life. And That's very if you, kind. if you need somebody to sneak up, uh, this shadowy dude behind me. <gasps> he might finally I... make himself useful, huh? And do something. Uh, you see Shadow Henry um, forms, goes from being a shadow uh, into being uh, looking more like Henry, but with shadowy eyes. And goes, ah, what the fuck am I going to do? I got a bad back. <laughs> All right, you're not the only one. You want me to crouch and stuff? <laughs> We're going to need you to crouch. Yeah, we're gonna need you to crouch. We're gonna need you. You don't have bones. <laughs> yeah, it feels like I do. I, Mister Shadow Henry, <laughs> if you could help us, that well, me, it is for me. It is a stupid task that only matters uh, to a foolish girl child. But if you could help me, I would uh, pay you in shadow food. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what do you what do you eat, Shank? <laughs> <laughs> I I love shadow potato skins. If I hold up a potato skin in the firelight and it casts a shadow, can you eat that shadow? That's how I eat, yeah. I eat the shadows of food. This actually makes perfect sense because I love potato skins, the regular And kind. I love the shadow type of potato skins. So like, yeah, fully loaded. All of those days that you went and got an appetizer platter by yourself, I too was eating an appetizer platter. Wow, this is a breakthrough. Oh my God, the sour cream, the scallions. Oh. So Mr. Henry, how are you thinking you can use your... Uh, how are you thinking you can use Shank to procure this blade? As as long as we can get ourselves within a couple of yards of this sword, I can command him, and he can he can sneak up and make a move. Should we maybe try and fashion a replica sword to try and do a swap, a sword mm. swap, sword swap, if you will? I could take a blade and do distort value on it, and mm. we could try to swap them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that um, you guys have in your pack um, probably like an extra long sword or something that came with your starting equipment um, that you can use distort value on to make it like kind of weigh a certain amount uh, to make it feel kind of similar to what you think a um, a great sword of that Batilda would carry uh, would feel like. Okay, I I do this. I use a spell slot. I turn this sword into a more convincing great sword. Operation Blade Trade. <laughs> <laughs> I give this. I give this new sword to the uh, to Shank. To Shank, <laughs> great. So you all head into the town square, and you see that as you approach, kind of keeping a low profile, um, Bookfar does sense you, flaps over, um, and drops the little like wax sigil, the little stamp, um, into your hands, Fia. I give to Henry and Zerk. I have many. Ooh. Much wringing of my hands to do for the next couple minutes, so I should not have anything in them. Um, okay. And you, uh, Bookfar goes, Miss, he has Batilda's sword. 
I know. He has stolen it. She is alive and she did not turn. These are all facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see that. I nod furiously at Bookvar. <laughs> she needs this. Uh, Bookvar is flapping. You can't tell if he's shaking his head or what he's doing. Um, A little tear comes out of Bookvar and you don't know if it's yeah. from him or from <laughs> you. Ah, ow. Um, you see that um, this okay. dude who okay. um, Madam Whitlock had called Jack. Mm. Um, is like laughing it up and drinking with a bunch of these hedge knight looking dudes. Um, Mr. Zerk, are you able to change? I know you make liquids all the time. Can you change his liquid to be poison? I can maybe try and whip something up that would make him need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That would get him away from the other folks. That's Oh, but you can't can't do it in someone else's cup. I mean, I would have to get close enough to his cup. I could maybe buy him a drink. Okay. Um, yeah, can I try and use my alchemy tools to create, I guess, X-Lax? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you're going to essentially, like, spike a drink um, with mm-hmm. something that would, with, like, a poison that would give him diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, would... I mean, acid just would give him so much stomach acid, he might need to get a Tom. <laughs> I, I would I would say it would be for somebody who can make like magical potions. I'll say you can make like off-brand X-Lax certainly. Um, so Zerk Zerk takes a little bit of time, and I'll say even like goes into the copper dagger, grabs uh, a mug of ale, uh, puts a little bit of uh, this potion uh, into his ale. Uh, and what would you like to do now? Okay, so what I think I want to do is I'm going to get another drink untainted. And I'm going to have two in my hands, and I want to go up to him uh, and kind of pretend that I'm drunk uh, and say something along the lines of, Boy, am I so glad that you boys have come to town. I was getting real sick of the way the Baron was running things. Hey, you look like you know what's going on around here. A drink for you. A drink for these fine gentlemen who have cleaned up Thornkirk. (laughs) Um, Uh, And I hand him the beverage. Go ahead and give me uh, a deception check. Oh, no. <laughs> Nat 20! Woo! <laughs> oh, my Holy God. Shit. Now <laughs> money on a diarrhea drink. Um, Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> you, see, you see this dude grabs the mug from you instantly and goes, looks like it's old Petty Jack's lucky day. Uh, and just, uh, Petty Jack, Petty Jack. Everyone Petty starts Jack. chanting super Okay, bump. sir, no need, no need to go so far. I think this guy rules, maybe. Just <laughs> throws back the ale in like mm-hmm. one quick swallow, puts his uh, arm around you and goes, always nice to meet a knight fan. Always nice to meet a nice fan of knights. I just love it the way that you swing your swords and oppress people. I'm a real big fan of the oppression. Did you say impress people? Yeah, <laughs> impress people. Uh, uh, he nods. He goes like, that's, that's right. the one. Um, they kind of uh, uh, keep drinking um, and send you on your way. <laughs> I get outside and instantly bend over and have a panic attack. Sir, <gasps> oh, oh. did you mean what you said, that you really like him? Because you kept talking about how much you like him. Yeah, was the truth serum still working or something? <laughs> was it still working? Did I say something stupid while I was under the truth serum? <laughs> you tell me if I said something stupid, right? Okay, so now we just watch and wait for this dude to go to the bathroom. And, and then we send the shadow after him. Sorry about that, Shank. You're going to have to go in and... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Yes, maybe we send Shank to wait in the bathroom right yeah. now. There's no, there's no like, bathrooms. He's going to just go shit in the woods. Like, 
Okay, the woods is Thea's territory. Um, you see, uh, <laughs> after a little bit, um, Petty Jack kind of um, straightens up, uh, and you hear him loudly goes like, huh, time to take a little visit to Brown Town. Everyone looks uncomfortable. That's kind of fun. Fuck this guy. Everyone looks uncomfortable. Seems like a good hang. I hate to say it, Fia. <laughs> no, I'm really... It's a, He had me on Brown Town. <laughs> He goes. He goes over to this like little area, like a small stretch of woods, like in the middle of this town. Okay, Shank. Shank, you're up. Ah, uh, all right. Go for it. Go for it, bud. Uh, do I have to do it while he's squatting? It's, yeah, yes. now he's especially yeah. vulnerable. The sword is basically <laughs> yep. on the floor. Not to mention there's going to be motion happening around his hips that will mm. distract him from the motion of you switching. Yeah, it's a golden brown opportunity. Shank, <laughs> you're also going to brown town. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, Henry, you send you send Shank into the woods um, and um, uh, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, and I will tell you, um, I'll say um, you get advantage because of the distort value. So you essentially have like a, you, you could do like an Indiana Jones and like switch uh, the two things and have like uh, the same weight on his on his side. But I will say that he has a plus two to perception. Uh, so this is a flat uh, DC 12 check. Come on, Shank. Yes, baby. That's a natural 19. That's a, tw- a 21. Woo! <sighs> Yes! You see, that blade. after a few moments, you see coming out of the stretch of woods, holding a sword, like, really daintily, like, between two <laughs> fingers, going like, ew, <laughs> ew, ew, <laughs> ew. Mr. Zerk, do you have sort of um hand sanitizer? Can you make a jug of hand sanitizer to drop oh, the blade in? So much, yeah. Let me get some rubbing alcohol, some aloe. Yeah, I'll whip that together real quick. Um, so, uh, yeah, Shank comes out, and Shank gives you... um. Uh, the sword, and you guys know with this distort value, I said I let it like affect the weight. You know that as soon as this dude is like around his friends again, somebody might see that he's got this like not not the same sword. Okay, it's time to beat feet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Let's um, get out of here. You guys rush off. Where are you headed to? We should probably... I know we were saying we were going to do a sleepover at the morgue, but might want to get a little further out of town than that. Yes, the train. No one comes to the train except for like People trying to ask for magics they don't want people in town to know about. Fia, would it be okay if I establish like a little pied-a-terre train? Uh, Maybe just a caboose, because I've got the apartment in the city, but like a little caboose for me could be nice. I, you can absolutely have a, a caboose or the other word you said. I don't speak French, so I don't know what it means. (laughs) I think it means foot on the ground. Or like one foot. <laughs> yes, you can put a, you can put one foot on the ground. Okay, but yes, great. Take, take the caboose because uh, there was a werewolf who was living there and they recently moved out. Oh, to I, start I, the family, so it was a good thing. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. great, great. Yeah. It was a starter. Happy. It's a starter caboose. That's great. It's That's a great starter. For me. Yeah, it's it's good for like a couple, but once you start to have children, it's not big enough. Roger's doing Roger's doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roger's doing a beautiful puppy. Uh, was born to Roger. That's so good to hear. Um, I am seeing that he left a lot of mail on the ground. <laughs> As you guys um, walk out of town, um, crossing the bridge, you see the moonlight hits um, the sword. And Fia, when you were looking at it at like Petty Jack's side, it looked like 
kind of old and like uncared for. Uh, but you see as it's in your hands, you see some sprites begin floating around it and begin floating around you. Um, and you see- Like scrubbing bubbles? Yeah, it looks like bright and shiny <laughs> new. Oh, I, um, I give it an exploratory swing. Uh, you give it an exploratory swing. Just go after a branch with like a squirrel on it. Not the squirrel, just to kind of scare the branch. You cut a branch perfectly. The squirrel that was on it uh, hovers <laughs> in the air because the the um, the cut was so quick and clean. Um, and I put my hand under to catch the squirrel. You catch, you catch the squirrel. Spritel immediately begins chasing it, and they begin chasing each other around the woods. Oh, um, no, I've set that one up for a long, painful death. So, um, Fia, you know that these, like, magic blades that the blades had um, kind of bond with their um, owner. Um, and you see this one already looks better now that it's with you. Looks like it, like accepts you, which it did not look like it was accepting Petty Jack, and this does not have any special stats yet, uh, except yeah. that it is magical. It is magical. I don't need it to have uh, special stats, but can I hold it in the moonlight and try to look at the shadows that are cast by it to see if I can divine if my Batilda is still alive? Uh, go ahead and give me an insight mm. check. Okay, that's going to be a 10. A 10? You don't know if she's still alive or not, but there is one comforting thing about this, which is that if she had turned, she would still have use for her blade. You know what I mean? Ah, mm. uh, Trickster gives me but a tiny gift and I accept. Thea, I don't know where Batilda is, but I think that regardless, she'd be glad that the blade is with you again. Yeah, mm. that thing... It's already looking like it wasn't a stupid errand. Thank you. Thank you Indeed. to both of you. I don't know what I do to to deserve such help, but I will try to repay you in any way I can. We can start with uh, some potato skins. Oh, <laughs> all right. I did sort of walk into that promise, and I'm not a cook. And Sp- Spritel, what do you what do you say, Spritel? You want to confirm that? Right. Yes, yeah, Spritel. We dig in the woods one. looking for a potato. <laughs> um, so you all go back to uh, Fia's train um, and begin eating potato skins together. You see uh, Shank uh, is just furiously eating the shadows. Um, as oh, you guys and that's eat. where we'll end our campaign, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but We've you done guys, all we can. As <laughs> as you guys are back in um, Fia's train car, you hear uh, Bookvar pipes up and he goes, uh, Miss, as I was following that man, um, I didn't yes. get everything that he was saying because I couldn't get too close. But um, I did hear him saying something about having been in the dungeon for a long time, but that they let him out so they could have access to his contacts. He was a prisoner and they let him out? Is this guy like an assassin or something? Oh, dear. So this man that we steal from, it seems as though he plays a pretty big part and was some sort of messed up fuck. Okay. Indeed. Oh, and he was in, was he in the dungeon here, Bukvar? Uh, Bukvar goes, I I believe he was in the the Petty King's dungeon, miss. Mr. Henry, do you know this Petty King? 
since you know many nobles. Yeah, are you a noble? Are you a noble man? I am What's... the furthest thing. I am I am the bane of the nobles. They universally dislike me. Henry Nobles Bane. That's a pretty cool name. It's really cool. Uh, Henry, yeah. Henry, Henry actually, Henry, go ahead and give me a history check. Not bad. 16. Okay. So Henry is a little bit older and a little bit more well-traveled. You know that the petty king is getting older and it strikes you that um, based on what you overheard it sounds like there might be you know people manipulating him okay ah yes the sorcerer they spoke of oh yeah that you told me about i didn't hear but you told it to me oh yeah i was telling everybody a lot of stuff yeah, you've been babbling. I'm starting to think the potion wore off, but you are enjoying the freedom of truth. Yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> okay, so what is important to both of you? Because I have made my uh, needs plain, but I'm wondering what you need. Neville was very concerned about something going on, about machinations that were underway. And I think that could maybe be the root of everything that's going on around here, all the shifts and changes. But before we do that, I think we've really got to take out Fergus because otherwise uh, Spritel's big brother is just gonna beat the shit out of our shins with a hammer <laughs> and I guess I can I can at least pen that letter as my third cousin-in-law uh, and send it <laughs> off and see if I can shake things up around here a little bit at least get him out of a dungeon do you think you'll be able to uh, capture his voice in your writing <laughs> I listened I listened to him talk uh, non-stop for a, a couple months I think I got it <laughs> Uh, Henry, what do you say in this letter that you write? Mm, I take out some beautiful parchment for you. Dear cousin, I need your help. Uh, They've locked me in the dungeon. I am no longer allowed to uh, entertain myself with swordplay, horse dancing. (laughs) Uh, I look over his shoulder and I point out, entertain myself with swordplay sounds perhaps a little bit condescending (laughs) and not his voice. (laughs) I disagree. I think that's pretty on brand for him. As you know, I am the the best swordsman in the county. Now that's good, yes. Okay. Um, I am an unparalleled chess player uh, and (laughs) the town is being robbed of my wisdom and my gifts, etc., etc. I go on like this for uh, several pages. Great. Might I suggest save me from these... This scampulous hell for mm, <laughs> yours. Oh, I, you know what? Uh, let's get, uh, Bukvar, can you whip up a bit of scampi sauce so we can stain the pages with <laughs> yeah. it for some authenticity? Of, of course, They yes. make me eat the shrimp meat down here. <laughs> I don't get any tails sealed with a shrimp. Um, so, Henry, you write this letter uh, in the Baron's voice um, to your ex, who you know has connections to the capital and stuff, and can hopefully get this cleared up, because um, it seems pretty clear this case would normally be thrown out by any kind of respectable justice system, um, and it seems like something has been compromised. Um, so you write this letter. Go ahead and give me a deception check with advantage. Mm. Jesus Christ. Thank God I had advantage. I rolled a nat one and a f- uh, 15. 15's pretty good, though. I don't think I grown all shift. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you have a note now, um, and you seal it uh, with the Baron's seal. Uh, and uh, what would you guys like to do now? Um, probably we should take a little rest. I will mm. put it out there that my my instinct is I, I do not wish to exact some sort of revenge on this petty Jack for something I don't know what he did. My my goal is to get to the same place that uh, you want to go, Dr. Zerk. So my feeling is we 
kill this Fergus because we owe we owe his death to one who has passed, and then we get out of town, and then we I guess I don't know we get a fucking boat or something to go down the river to go to this spot. Could we get a bigger bone boat? I don't know. I mean, if I were to try to use. <laughs> Tensor's floating disc to get us. First off, I would have to run along the side of the river the whole time. Okay. Which we're willing so to the try. The speed might that's, not that's... be as fast. All right, this is one option. Also, every hour it would unsummon, and I would have to take another 10 minutes to create it. Also, the bone boat was really good on land, but it might be a little porous to float. So I can... <laughs> great points, great points. I might be able to. I might be able to help us out with the boat. Um, I okay. work at the dock. Maybe I could I could make one disappear. So you know how to drive a boat? I know my way around the boat. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, I think I could I think I could figure it out. It's like riding a bike, which I don't know how to do, but I do know how to do the boat. <laughs> I know how to ride a bike, but I don't know how to ride a boat. I, I have wonder. a bike right now. I can give you a lesson. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> I take out a really rusty unicycle. Yeah, you see, yeah, Fia has like a, like a penny farthing, just giant wheel, just absolutely the wheel right. so broken from trying to drive around in the woods. Oh, this is going to be great for your back. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's a, it's a very high fall from Ab- up here. Yeah, yeah, you just instantly fall ten feet, um, just just riding over roots. It's just the worst place for a penny oh. farthing ever. Uh, I've been looking for a mountain, a mountain penny farthing, yeah, you, but I only have this street one. You get the sense no that, that Fia and Bookfar <laughs> essentially just like go out in the backyard and just fall off this penny farthing for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Off-roading a penny farthing. This is what we do on the weekends here out at the abandoned train graveyard. <laughs> I think I am going to like living out here. <laughs> um, so uh, you all uh, go to sleep for the night and uh, the sun rises the next morning. Can we say that I stayed up late uh, working on some bone claw potions for Henry? Uh, yes, certainly. That is, if you use a spell slot, you can um, you can choose what kind of potions you want to make? Yeah. Great. I burn the slot. Great. Um, so you make a potion uh, for the bone claws. You stay up late. I look at Batilda's blade. I look at my reflection in Batilda's blade in the sun. Uh, you look at your reflection for a split second. Uh, you see the silver hair of your mentor, Batilda, uh, and then it flashes back to the reflection of you. Whoa. Yeah, okay. Uh, I shake it real quick to make sure Batilda is not trapped in this sword. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, help! Uh, you see, book, book, what? <laughs> book fire uh, comes out. Uh, you just got, you got booked. You got booked. <laughs> <Vince. laughs> Bookvar. Oh, he told us he was going to do it. We didn't believe him, but he did it. Um, I make some coffee for everyone so that we can sip it while we plan. Great. Mm. I make a mountain of eggs and I eat them uh, in front of like the sunlight. So uh, it's like I'm fading my shadow as well. <laughs> I politely drink some of the coffee, but I also make a pot of strong black tea. Ooh. Ooh. I combine the coffee and the tea. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> steal my rage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fia, check it out. Coffee. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Bookfire is hovering over uh, Zerk with a knife. Just tell me this. Just say the word. <laughs> no, no. Stand okay, down. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. He's I used the knife man. to stir it. Good stuff for us. Right. Yes. Butter your bread, sir. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gladly. Uh, so uh, you all enjoy uh, breakfast as the light uh, shines into this uh, train car, breeze outside as the trees sway. So it would seem to me that we have a chance to get uh, to sneak up on this Fergus, right? Yeah, if we can get him alone in his office, mm. we might be able to take him out real quick without anyone seeing. And we know how to get in. It might be helpful to have a person on the inside for a job like this. Yes, I was wondering if you would go, go into contact with your person uh, who leave the note on your chest. Should we get Coach Sib in on this? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. We they know could probably help us arrange a situation where Fergus is alone in the office and maybe they could uh, watch out to see if anyone else is nearby. I know they hate Fergus as much as we do, but they are loyal to the Rook, so we have to be careful about this. Yeah, but, you know, they they showed remorse, too, when they brought when they brought Sadie's necklace back. So maybe we could tell them it's it's time to make it right. Yeah. Sweet. You guys know the most likely place uh, for Sib to be would be the Blackthorn Hall. Uh, so you head there during the day and see that it's still bustling. Several people out on the stairs smoking. Uh, when you get inside, you see there's no boxing matches going on. Uh, but on the second floor, it's still pretty packed with rooks and other unsavory folks. And you see through a cloud of smoke, uh, Sib is talking to a table of older looking rooks. They are these seasoned outlaws uh, with menacing looking uh, hooked weapons at their sides um <laughs> do we they look like they're maybe busy should we interrupt let's wait until there's a nice lull in the conversation um, oh great idea and then we'll sort of just wave from a distance truthfully I don't really understand how to gauge a conversation when there's a lull and not so <laughs> <laughs> I tend to just interrupt or not say enough. Oh, mm -hmm. Henry, maybe we should pretend like we're having a business meeting and then we see Sib at the other table and it's kind of like a casual, oh, oh, you're here too. Hey, why don't you come join us sort of thing? That's, yeah, that's not bad. We could do, we could do the play, the play casual, the play cash. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, we're going to play it cash. Okay. So I'll say you guys uh, grab some drinks and get a seat at a table like within Sib's view. Uh, so you see um, they're having this like kind of hushed uh, talk with a bunch. Fia does not understand the situation, so she just turns her unblinking eyes on Sib. <laughs> <laughs> you see Sib goes from like looking at these people to like looking up, catching your eyes, like giving like a quick nod, um, looks back down, keeps talking to them, looks back up, sees Fia still looking at them, looks confused, goes back down, keeps Fia. talking, looks back up at Fia, confused. <laughs> Shakes their head, looks back down at the people, keeps talking, looks Fia, back up. get off the table. Why are you standing on the table? You see um, Sib saunters over to you three, grabs a chair, AC Slater style, sits down on it, it backwards, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and goes, well, 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 you got a lot of nerve coming in here, Hank, after you lost all that money for me. Thanks, coach. I think we lost the money as a team, right? Because we were we was working together. I, uh, you see, uh, they nodded. They go. I suppose in some way, I may have let you down. That, wow, wow, you took uh, the tiniest bit of ownership, and that was wow. I can tell that was really huge. You, um, as kind of this guy who doesn't have a lot going on for him, 
Mm -hmm. Probably could use a stronger hand from a coach. I could have been harder on you. It, your compliment of, you know, yeah, you're, you're sort of saying you didn't do enough, but in a way that's implying that I don't have anything to offer. <laughs> Look. So it's hurtful in its own. You, even right, your apology right, is hurtful. All right, let's, let's cut to the chase here, all right? Why are you all back here after you almost got torn apart the other night? Well, we couldn't let you, we couldn't give you a chance to win any money, but we can give you a chance to earn something else. Forgiveness. Show him that. Show him that. Fia, show Fia. What are you, ta Fia, what are you talking that. about? You just forgiveness or what? Are you I take out the ruby necklace. I peek it through like a buttonhole. I don't take it out. I peek it through <laughs> a buttonhole. Look familiar. Sib's eyes widen um, and they lose like their cool demeanor for a second and look alarmed and they go... Where did you find that? I, was, I did not find it. I was given to it. It was given to us from right where you left it. You were, you did a very kind thing, Sib, in giving this necklace back to the woman it was stolen from. And we met this ghost and she appreciated it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's only half the battle. She wants us to avenge her death. Yeah, contractually. <laughs> Shh, don't bring up the contract. We're doing this for honor, not fear. <laughs> not fear of fairy contract. You see... She's really worried about that hammer. Sib nods and goes, Fergus... Fergus killed that girl, and Madam Whitlock covered it up. And that's been the story of her reign as leader of the Rooks. But it wasn't always like this. We used to stand for something. Angus Blackthorn, the founder of the Rooks, built this hall. We stole coin before the crown could steal it from us. We weren't out there killing innocents, and we sure as hell weren't playing at being noble. Um, you see, as they say this part, uh, they get a little louder, and you see the Rook vets behind them give a nod. Uh, you see Sib leans in close. So if you've got a problem with Fergus, it might just so happen that our interests align. What do you say we get this fucker? And that's where we'll end our session. Uh, Let's get this fucker. Sweet, everybody. Yeah, uh, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to our short rest, our after show. Uh, don't, uh, that's patreon.com slash N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing, yes. Um, oh, dear. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Ooh, I'd love to plug our P.O. box, if that's okay. Great. Plug away. Uh, we got more stuff Please coming do. in. Thank you all so much. Um, again, if you would like to send us something, you can do it at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. I would like to give a very special thanks to Amanda, who sent us a super cute miniature, fuck you, I love you, eat a rat <laughs> cross stitch. So cute. As well as a very touching note. Uh, it's very cute. It's a nice little, like, petite one. It would be perfect for, um, a tiny bathroom. Mm. <laughs> Gabby G sent us some homemade face masks covered in possums and roses. They could not yes. be more perfect. Uh, thank you so much. And congrats on getting into the graphic design program, Gabby. Way to go. Congrats. Ah, That's so cool. Congrats. Ooh, um, Musk Stick Addict sent us a nice note asking us to come to Australia, which we definitely want to do at some point. Mm. So um, also. Uh, as, a, as a side note, I had to look up what a musk dick is, and it looks super gross, and also I want to try one. It's like a weird Australian <laughs> candy. Hmm. Ooh, yum. We also received a letter from the Reverend Sam A., who was recently ordained by the Church of Wales. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Congrats. Yeah, That's congrats. awesome. 
are That's becoming. That's so cool. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, Sam is now a real life cleric. And if we ever come to Wales, <laughs> we'll be counting on Sam to give us a lesser restoration for our hangovers. <laughs> right. On. That is true. <laughs> and then, I'd of like course, some divine favor cast on my dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, um, I would be remiss not to shout out Molly and Hannah R., who smuggled a copy of Dungeons & Dragons 3, The Book of Vile Darkness, out of the UK and into our hands. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? Yes! Thank you so much for your noble sacrifice. It shall not be in vain. Uh, I can't wait to watch it and give it five snails out of five. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Sweet. Uh, Thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter at CHMurfisMe, at Caldy's Caldwell, at AXWordsEmily, and at Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. We are the Hello, friends. Caldwell here. It is the end of our show, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M. Other boxers coached by Sib. The lower their self-esteem goes, the more matches they win. Jordan DJ, Cutter W., Jive G., Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B. The alchemist who engineered Madam Whitlock's truth serum. The rats they tested it on also started oversharing personal details, but since no one had speak with animals stocked, they just ignored it. Jupert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. A group of Thornkirk entrepreneurs who created a rival bone barge service called Tensor's Terrific Taxis. Spritel and Fia are currently preparing litigation. Go get him, gang. Danny P, Elena C., Mixologist Michael McDee and Balnor's Boy. A crew of grave diggers who were inspired by Fia's impressive burrowing skills and decided to start a pool installation company instead. Andrew B., Justin I., TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M., Trele the Crefe, and Jared E. A small splinter faction of rooks who think the organization should give up crime altogether and instead buy a few Coldstone Creamery franchises. If Henry Zerk and Fia are smart, they'll stop plotting Fergus's murder and get in on the ground floor. It's too good to pass up. Christopher B., Austin Bonesaw M.R., Damiel R., Jordan L., cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, and Octo Lich. Thornkirk Brewers who make Fia's favorite stout. To get that nice, rich flavor, they magically awaken the barley plants and then force them to smoke 10 cigars a day. Yummy. Gage M, Skokilla, Destin C, Richard X Machina, Michael L, and Kelvin Noodles. The team of chefs helping Bookvar to launch his new line of portable pizzas. They keep trying to tell him that it's not actually cheese isn't a good tagline, but he's sticking to his guns. Sergio Salazar Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, Trash the Traveler, Jory S, Dana G, Callum L, and Ryan. Sibs buds at Blackthorn Hall who hold court while they talk, but also totally talk shit about them while they go talk to Fia, Zerk, and Henry. Ooh, that's low. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese N S. 
Five unseen servants who have been dying for a cool espionage assignment, but mostly get stuck folding Fia's laundry. Samuel B, Mike H, Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G, a group of river nymphs who are just waiting to eat the new crew's hearts the second they set sail for Scale Tip Valley. Heads up, gang. Mateo C, Eric B, Panama James, Adrian the Halfling Bard, and John H. N. Henry's third cousins, who are actually of similar social standing to him and just wish he would reach out. Dan, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu. Zerk's potion buddies, who made him homeopathic Red Bulls and held his hair back as he studied. Oh, thanks, gang. Couldn't do it without you. Jay, Barnesinator, Douglas A, Michelle O, and Luke H. Henry's sailing buddies, who actually dubbed him Hank and have been sending cease and desist letters ever since he adopted it during the fighting pit. Ritterin, Timmy R, Lucas B, Aaron S, and Kevin M. The Thornkirk prison kitchen that is working overtime bartering to get the shrimp required to make scampi for three meals a day. Austin C, Hogfish's above average hog, New York, Stephen C, and KJ. A ragtag crew of misfits who plan on busting the Baron out of jail. They're not heroes. They're just shrimp scampy suppliers who are going to go out of business without their best customer. Michael M. Rahul N. Mike K. Maxwell C. And Nick L. Skeletal monks who are completely unaffected by the crew stealing all of the skeleton weapons. You can loot a bow, but you can't loot a sick high kick. Yeah! Karen T. Ekathor 666. Justin Raccoon, and Nick W., the Baron's extended family, who went along with a ploy to unseat him. All it took to bribe them was a week's supply of Bookvar's Lunchable Book Pizza. Honestly, I'd do it for half a week of pizza. They're that good. Robert F., Esme M., Spartagnus, Nathan, and Casimir the All-Knowing. A bunch of Thornkirk medical workers who have held a fun-filled sleepover at the morgue every night this week. Honk, Bonk, and Zonk have no idea what they're missing. Ugh. Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Burly T, Axel A, and Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Rook goons who are all looking extremely stylish in Henry's old clothes. They look like shit on Hank, but those burly bandits fill them out just right. Christian A, J Dragonborn, Cody B, Jonathan O, the Sandrean, and Ben A. The guards who committed the greatest betrayal of all when Madame Whitlock stole Thornkirk. They broke Henry's hot plates. Unforgivable. Feldanis, Dave H, Catherine S, David K, and Christian S. Petty Jack's squad of knights. Each is adept at sword fighting, jousting, and of course, shitting in the woods. Keith K, Brittany B, Kyle H, Emilio D, Frankie Koala, and Big Bad John. The previous holders of the world's biggest grave record. They can try to dig a bigger one, but Fia will always hold the world's biggest grave dug by a single person in one day record. Aston S, Blair the Bug Blair Blarblarian, Porkchop, Chanel M, Argent 31, and Christian P. Patrons who tried to keep up with Marcy when she got blitzed the day she got fired. It's been a week and Argent 31 is still hungover. Alice, Minette F, Pat L, Lauren H, Matthew J L, Janina E, 
The Baron's personal sword trainers whose constant babying of the man filled him with the false confidence that he used to challenge Lady Whitlock and almost get himself killed. Matty Y, the eldest Barry, Ryan S, the Bone Duster, Joshua H, and Robert Crisps, the goons who ruined five of Henry's six hot plates. Hank may have some debts to settle with Fergus, but when he's done, he'll be coming for you. Mark my words. Yidrasil, Big Bad Mac, Brentley C, Damar B, Micah B, and Carly Ann. Paralegals who work for Spritel and who are spread incredibly thin looking over all the contracts that Spritel seems to be constantly drafting. It's really overwhelming. Clark of the Thunderfucks, Jorge C, Connor Savage, B Chef, and Russell H. Some folks who hosted a BBQ last week with a big ol' hunk of meat from Apple the Butcher's Butchery and who are now very concerned that they absolutely did grill people. Christopher J.O., Cole the Goldfish Gremlin, Logan S., Leviathan, D-May, BioQuart 7, and Remington CD. Prisoners locked up with the Baron who truly cannot listen to him tell the story about the time he taught a horse the Macarena in a dressage competition even one more time. They would rather get the guillotine a please. And that is all of our elders. Thank you all so, so much for listening and supporting us. We love you all, and may the sprites alight on your shoulders. Good night. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>